Can't you, like, make the trip nicer for us or something? I don't remember. I mean, not really. You do fancy ranger things, I don't know. Or is the trip nicer for you than it is for us because you're a fancy ranger? Yes. Okay. Yeah, maybe a little wants you to think you have to kill yourself so that you'll kill yourself thinking you have to kill yourself, but you'll actually just kill yourself. So I dispel a spell of level uh, 15 or lower. Oh, it's a level 16 illusion. Oh, no. I mean, um, technically, we don't even need food and water if you don't mind eating the equivalent of tofu and the world's most bland, tasteless water. Hey, that's what we uh, grew up on. So, you know, hey. You're in their wheelhouse. Chapter 206, Farm Aid. Okay. So, last episode got interesting. You guys had spent a uh, almost absolutely um, boring episode going off into the wild and looking for things and not really finding it. Almost as if the dungeon master was lulling you into a false sense of security. And then what happened at the very end that was so shocking? Arlen was able to use some magic again. No, that was the beginning. That was, I mean, it was the end. Yeah. Well, that was that was the interesting thing in the middle of it. Then, yeah, Arlen's uh, able to cast cantrips again. But what happened at the very end there? We saw a low Yes. And uh, what did he try to do there, Owen? He, he tried to send us to limbo again. And did it work? Only partially. Yes, kind of. If if you remember. After you guys had worked with a mind traveler, he had told you that you would be no longer subject to that illusion. He had basically whipped it out of you with his psychic whip and beaten beaten the illusion out of you. However, one of your party was not with you at the time. Were they, Jade? No. And so um, all of a sudden, you guys, like I said, you see like the shadowy representations of the endless plane around you you know he tried to cast on you know it's there but also it's not real to you you feel like you could just step right out of it but you all look over at jade and she is just sort of staring off into space with this panicked look on her face and you realize that a lowell has a hold of her and yeah is the Lowell gone? Is the halfling gone? Yeah, so Lowell uh, morphed um, from the halfling illusion that he had. He, he did that, like I said, the, the uh, Star Trek uh, bamf where they, the image just kind of wavers and all of a sudden it's the, uh, the correct image. So he uh, went and bamfed from uh, being the halfling to being a Lowell and then he just disappeared. And uh, actually, Arlen, if, if you want to roll a... Um, arcana check you could check on that particular disappearance 15 um you only got a glance of it he cast a spell but you're not sure which one uh but he definitely cast a spell and disappeared anyway so there you are 
Jade is apparently paralyzed, believing she's on this endless plane. The rest of you are sitting there. You can see the shadowy representations of the endless plane. You can either dismiss it or, if you wanted to, aid Jade, you could enter the endless plane. Do I think that if I cast Dispel Magic on her, it would pull her out? Ah, uh, you do. However, what is the caveat of Dispel Magic? Ooh. Because uh, you've tried to dispel Lowell's illusions before. Good point. And the most you've got them to do is just flicker. For each spell of fourth level or higher on the target, make an ability check using your spellcasting ability. The DC equals 10 plus the spell's level. And when you cast this spell using a spell slot of fourth level or higher, you automatically end the effect of the spell on the target if the spell's level is equal to or less than... Okay, so it's not worth it to up tier it for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could give it a try. I would. Like... I was just going to, like, yell and see if Jade can mm -hmm. hear me. Can Jade see us? So I will cast... Dispel magic at third level. Or did you want to try uh, Adri shouting to see if you could use the uh, breaker out of it without using a spell I mean, slot? Sure. Okay, so Adri, what are you going to shout at Jade? I'll just say her name. Jade, can you hear us? And it really doesn't seem to have any effect. I will cast Dispel magic. Can Jade see us? I mean, we can kind of see. The shadow or the limbo, can she see little faint images of us at all? Well, you can't really tell. Uh, she doesn't seem to respond oh, no. to you in any way, shape, or form. 25. But uh, she uh, yeah, she just, uh, just kind of stares off into space there. So I dispel a spell of level uh, 15 or lower. Oh, it's a level 16 illusion. Oh, no. Oh. Um, okay, so um, the uh, paladin goes and uh, decides to cast Dispel Magic and all of a sudden Jade just kind of blinks her eyes and snaps out of it and then the shadows that are all around you they all go away. You realize he was able to successfully dispel the magic that Aloal had cast upon you. That would have been a lot more awkward if it didn't work. <laughs> oh come on, you didn't want to have Adri go in there and, and hit her with an axe and kill her? That would be fun. That worked last time. No, it worked two times ago. Two times ago, yes. We should tell Jade the trick to getting out of there, right? You have to off yourself. Isn't that the trick? <laughs> uh, only sometimes. It worked the first time. So, hey, Jade, if you ever find yourself there, we found that if you uh, kill yourself, it tends to get you out. But kill your dream self. Well, but if that was her first time in that realm, and it only works the first time you're there... Maybe I don't mean, do that, it just could, in case. It could be made new every single time. We, yeah. We're not sure. Yeah, well, maybe, it's a maybe, trick. Yeah, maybe a little wants you to think you have to kill yourself so that you'll kill yourself thinking you have to kill yourself, but you'll actually just kill yourself. Actually, um, does no one else think it's odd that he always does this to us but doesn't actually try to inflict any sort of mental harm or physical harm on it it's all mental i mean he I, might, I think it's pretty weird he might have planned it this time now you guys do remember that um galchabar told you a long time ago that he believes that he's playing with you uh, rather like a cat plays with a mouse mm -hmm. and um he would probably turn very deadly 
if he realized that you were actually a threat to him. And I mean, we've stolen several of his phylacteries. So we've stolen several. This time he was annoyed. So then that would lead us to believe that he believes that wherever this final phylactery is, is unreachable by us. And we're just mere annoyances with these fakes. The incorrect, incorrect statement on that one, though, this is not the final phylactery. We have this one, the one up in the clouds, and the one he took. Yeah. So it's not yeah, the final phylactery. No, no, I think, he, I think he doesn't believe that we can get the real phylactery. So we don't appear to be a threat. So yeah, either the phylacteries that you have left, one of those is the real one, but it's so well guarded that uh, you'll just die trying to get to it. Or it's the one that he stole back that he's now secreted in an even more secret location. Or perhaps the one he stole back is another one of the fakes and he just is expecting you to go after that one and then, um, you know, expend yourselves trying to get to that one and, and die that way, so... However, one thing that does come to mind, um, he now knows that you're immune to his illusionary prison he sends you to. So that might ratchet you guys up the scale of needing to be killed. Mm -hmm. and well, considering we've gotten out of it every single time, you know, I, I would Whatever think... Whatever he's doing requires time. He didn't actually try to stop us. He was just delaying us and making us feel foolish. Now he's going to start wondering, maybe I wasted my, maybe I made a mistake in not finishing it off quickly. So now we should be on more guard. Um, since we're all up and the twilight or the morning is upon us, we should start heading out. Yeah. What was it he said right before he cast the illusion on us again? It was, I, I just can't remember. Basically, I'm annoyed at you. It you must go away or it must stop or something to that effect. Yeah. Because us being us act, us being immune to the mind prison thing is actually like a really big deal for him. Because if you can just lock down the group, you can just walk over and stab us a bunch of times, and walk around in a circle doing that. But if we if he can't do that, he would have to think up a new plan. Yeah, I I got the effect that he was really annoyed with what we were doing. And it's a good thing we were immune this time, mostly. Well, definitely you guys have arisen from a curiosity to an annoyance. And who knows, you might have bumped all the way up the DEFCON scale to uh, actual threat with what just happened. Mm -hmm. I think we should start moving more swiftly. Okay, let's like eat food and pack up. Sounds good. So you get a, a quick, very quick breakfast there and then start going. Now, where are you Actually, going? Hmm? Um, before anything else happens, I want to use a use of my divine sense mm -hmm. and see if any fiends undead celestials are within 60 feet just to see if he just went invisible or not. Okay. And you detect no fiends um, undeads or celestials aside the usual little ping you got off a of no one. Okay. Don't get anything off Arlen either? Nope. No? Okay. Let's hey, Cotter, I think for the immediate future, every now and again when we're coming up to new people or seeing new things coming our way, that would probably be a good idea for you to do. Yeah. 
and liches are undead, right? They're not like living things somehow very move through necromancy. Okay. Okay, so you throw food at your face and get uh, quickly resettle your rams. And uh, where are you going to go? You're halfway between Fairmonts and Kalesque, um on the uh, on the high road. Let's see. Um, do you want to just start uh, heading up into the hills, or do you want to? Keep well, we go where Kaleskway? the fog is thickest, right? Yeah. I, we had we had in the direction that we first got the reconnaissance from the owl. I think that's where we go. Okay, so you probably want to go another um, three quarters of the way down the high road, and then take a right hand turn right up into the hills at that point in time. Exactly. Okay, so you guys continue down the road trying to loosen your load, and uh, you've got seven phylacteries on your mind. And the uh, day goes by pretty much like the last one did. It was um, a little dour and depressing, a lot dour and depressing, really. I mean, once again, it's mostly abandoned farmsteads in this area. Uh, There weren't a lot of people to begin with between Kalesco and Fairmont, so it was lightly settled. But there seem to be far fewer now. Um, the you do come across one cabin that's visible from the roadway that does seem to have inhabitants, but once again they seem to be haggard. Um, they seem to be you know almost haunted. The uh, couple, which are um, a pair of dwarves, just kind of stare at you in the distance. And they're just looking over some rotten fields. And, and you're kind of interested in how they can even possibly survive. It doesn't seem like they could possibly have gotten enough food stuff to uh, to last. But they just kind of keep watching you as you go down the roadway there. Is there anything we can do to help them? Can we give them like a little bit of rations? Craval, can you create food? Do you have that ability? Not on the scale of what these fields would have done. Yeah, you could provide him with a meal, right? If I had it prepared, yes, but or maybe enough technically for two meals, but not what they're currently. Yeah. We could potentially, and it's up to Cod if he wants to do this, have them make their way to Porta Magnum or something, or even Kalesque, and try to do something that way. But I mean, I don't even know where to begin. But ultimately, we're almost at, we're basically at the point now that the best thing we can do for them is to get rid of these foggy, poisonous things that's killing the land by getting rid of the phylacteries. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're just gonna pass them by and give them a, a mournful stare back. How many are there? It was just a couple, a dwarven couple. Apparently, the the, the uh, farmsteaders here. Um. I will, God, I'm going to regret this. I'm going to go ahead and just kind of stop my mountain and walk over and I'll hail them a traditional dwarven greeting. I'll even speak dwarven to them. Okay. And uh, they just kind of, you know, they're sitting, standing on the front step. And like I said, they're just kind of doing the thousand yard stare. Um, and as you approach the cottage, uh, they kind of shift uncomfortably as you're coming closer. Uh, but you get the feeling that, I mean, it's, sort of along the lines of they don't even care anymore. You know, they've got that shell shock sort of thing where uh, here's this crazy dragon person that's headed their way and they're just sort of, you know, can't can't even be bothered to care and just kind of watch you coming up there. Um, 
and the 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 uh, husband just kind of says, "You come with and what will you be wanting?" He says, "What?" And what will you be wanting? I just came to see how you are. I said, "What the hell does it look like we are? We got we've got nothing. All the crops are ruined. We got no money to move on. We're just stuck here. We're just waiting for our our uh, our time to come." can't be far off uh, hard times are upon us all that is for certain but there's always those out there looking to do better for others I'll reach into my bag and I'll pull out a platinum piece and two gold pieces and I'll hand them to him said, return to Ferramons for now seek Baron Nola find some help we go forth to hopefully get rid of this cursed air that would do this to your crops and um, the wife just kind of snatches it out of your hands uh, as if she's afraid it's going to go away. And you actually see tears start to well up in her eyes. And uh, you look back at the, uh, the husband and you notice that his eyes are getting moist too. And the wife just says, thank you. And kind of holds back a couple of sniffs. And the husband says, yeah, Mama, let's, let's get our things together. And he turns to you and says, thank you, stranger. I nod. Before I go, just again, still speaking in dwarves, I just remember, as the dwarves once said, the tears are for the dead, and we're not dead until the dwarven forge goes cold. Stay strong. There will be better days ahead. And they just kind of bow to you real quick and just kind of withdraw inside. And uh, you get kind of the this you can hear the sounds of somebody packing. I'll just return back to the mountain, get back on. Say, let's go. The bet looks quicker. We do this, the more we can frustrate our enemy. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, and so you get to the afternoon and you figure that somewhere above you is where the thickest part of the fog was. You're probably no more than, you know, like I said, a matter of three, four hours out of Kalesway at this point, but somewhere above you is is the uh, is where the fogs are. So, what do you want to do at this point? Um, I don't know what how type of check this would be. Do we want to keep going with the Rams, or are we at a point where we think maybe get setting the Rams back to Fairmonds and going on foot is preferred? What do we think? I think we should let the Rams go back. I don't, I, I don't want to have them die. Can, can they go back on their own? Well, here's a question. Would you have wanted to maybe leave them with the uh, farmsteaders that you just uh, saw? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, and then, I don't know, then they can bring them back to Paramons anyways. Yeah, maybe. You know, let's, actually, that's a great idea. Why don't we ask this? Let's see if we have enough supplies that we can maybe give them a couple of days worth of rations and ask them to hold here for a couple more days with our rations. And if we're not back, head back to Paramons with the Rams. Okay. So I, don't know if I think you probably to. have enough to do that for a little while there, right? And actually, you can create food, right? Uh, right, Drew? I can. Yeah, I can. And, so and can we had rations food. for the Rams, not just ourselves, right? Yep. I mean, I'm, technically, we don't even need food and water if you don't mind eating the equivalent of to- tofu and the world's most bland, tasteless water. Hey, that's what we uh, grew up on. So, yeah. you know, hey. You're in their wheelhouse. 
I also have good berry, so. Yes. And we, we both have That's created true. food and water. So, um, yeah, having that suddenly epiphany, uh, let's kind of wheel back around and okay. knock on the door and ask if they'd be willing to do that. And and obviously they'd be more than happy to. They're, uh, um, they uh, kind of, you know, show you the kind of the pitiful excuse for a corral now because it's, you know, all the grass is dead and, and things like that. But, you know, since you have feed for the uh, the animals for about another five days, the uh, they can they can hold on for a couple of days and then they can take them back to Faramons for you for a couple of days and and drop them off there. Yeah, just for future reference, the spell creates forty five pounds of food and thirty gallons of water on the ground or in containers within range. Enough to sustain up to fifteen humanoids or five steeds for for a day. Nice. Okay. I mean, if we have to, we can just have it dump into a bag of holding. <laughs> Sounds good. So you, uh, you're back at the farmstead. It's um, getting on towards night now because you had to double back. And um, the uh, you noticed, uh, Kraval, that when you knocked on the door this time, they seemed to have packed their uh, meager belongings and uh, were, were ready to depart. So um, you've uh, caught them just in time. Did you want to stay at the farmstead or do you want to try going up on the mountains or do you want to head back down the high road? How, what do you do? How, um, what time of the day is it? It's uh, getting on towards nighttime here now because you, you had to do the double back thing. If, if there's enough room and they're, they're, uh, and they're so inclined to do so, I would offer to, I would ask for the night and then as payment, I would create in the, on the morning enough food and water for them for the day. So they wouldn't have something fresh right. and, would this be us coming back for a third time <laughs> or is this while we, while we're dropping off the Rams? While we're dropping off the yep. Rams. It's like a, a version of boomerang where you just keep coming back again and again and again. So, uh, yeah, they can put, they, you know, they don't have any place to, to put you up, but they can put you in the, in the barn and you guys can all have the hayloft there. Um, and, uh, Arlen, it's a pretty sorry state for a barn. Um, there's just a dusting of hay on the ground at now and in, in, in the loft instead of, you know, you would expect this time of year that it would just be packed to the rafters. Um, so either they didn't have a harvest or the harvest was so bad or something. But yeah, there's the, you guys can scrape enough together to put your bedrolls down. Uh, but that's about it. And and also the building itself, Arlen, looks like nobody's worked on it in like a year. Um, it's beginning to show there's no holes in the roof, but. By this time next season, there will be. Okay, are we setting a watch? What are we going to do? Yeah, I'll take first watch again. I'll take third. Yeah, we really can't not have a watch with Hollowell being. Oh, come on. Us. Just roll the dice. Live dangerously. I got an 18, so that means we should be vigilant. Okay. Who's got the second and fourth? I got fourth. I can take last. Oh, you Part. got it. Okay. I can take fourth. So uh, let's go with uh, Kraval for the first uh, perception check. 21. Okay. And um, once again, just kind of unusually quiet, but this time you do hear a howl of a wolf far in the distance, but it's far in the distance. Uh, but that's about it. And then no one? 16. Okay. And um, this time you do notice how unusually quiet it is out here. In fact, one of the things that really shocks you is there's not even any um, sounds of 
the farm animals. Um, there's no chickens, you know, cl- you know, making uh, night noises in the roost. There's no farm animals. No, you know, aside of your rams, which you know where they are, you don't hear any any other animals around the place. Um, but that's about it. It's it's just unusually quiet. And then Cotter. Fifteen. Okay, and that also occurs to you as well, uh, but nothing too much there. And Arlen. 18. Okay. And Arlen, you hear some tiny little footsteps um, out in front of the barn. And give me a investigation check to see what you see. 17. Okay. And so the little footsteps kind of attract your attention. And you go looking out, you know, a little crack in the, in the uh, door there. And just poking around the side of the farmhouse is the face of a little gray fox. And then it's gone. This one again, hmm? Yes, indeed. Okay, and that's about all that happens in the night. And uh, the next morning dawns early, although foggy, as it has been. Um, and the uh, are you going to do anything before you take off from the farmhouse? I want to ask the uh, the farmers if they've noticed that it's been unusually quiet, and if so, for how long? And the the husband basically just says it's been ruination for the last year, and just one by one the neighbors have dropped off, and one by one the animals on the farm have died, the crops have died. It seems like the whole land is dying. It's he, he's not surprised. He hasn't really noticed it, but now that you mention it, yeah, there's. They haven't seen birds or butterflies. They haven't seen, you know, squirrels or animals. Even like the gophers and the moles that plague their farm seem to have all have died off. I'm going to uh, cast uh, create food and water to Mm -hmm. provide for them and the animals. Very good. Did you want to do the same thing uh, there, Kraval, or... Well, that's what I want to ask real quick. Do you want to do both of us, Cotter, or do you want me to do it because I have more spell slots? Uh, I did it because I have the necklace, so like I can. Uh, that's an extra third level spell slot, basically, that I can't use in combat very well. Okay, then let's. Okay, yeah, then let's both do it, and then we'll just fill mm-hmm. up the stores for two days. Uh, it only lasts twenty four hours. No, it's it's good. It gives enough food for twenty four hours. Really, I, I thought it like vanished after twenty four hours. Uh, look it up. I got my book closed, but I saw you open yours. I, I thought it it was it was for, you know, five steeds or fifteen people for twenty four hours. I didn't, maybe I misread it. It it spoils if uneaten after twenty four hours. Okay. Can I ask the um, farmers like if they've seen like any animals at all over the past like three or four days? And basically, they say that you're the only thing that they've seen pass by in the last day or so. Um, you know, every, every once in a while, they see somebody come down the road, but no, they really haven't seen any animals. Um, I mean, occasionally they'll see carrion birds going overhead, but even those have gotten rare. 
That's very strange. So like no voles, no shrews, no mice, nothing you, like you that. He said, yeah, well, uh, there hasn't been anything for them to eat, he says. You know, they, you know, they haven't been able to farm correctly for a year, so there's no crops in the field for them to ruin. So they haven't really even been paying much attention. It just occurred to them that, yeah, they haven't seen gopher holes or anything lately. So there would be like no reason for a fox to be around here. And he basically just says, you know, what would they eat? And it just kind of stares at you like you said something stupid. Me visibly agreeing. Oh, and the food spoils after 24 hours. The water is fine. Yeah. yeah. So we'll just, I'll just create like enough food, just one cast of it. Enough to like spread around and then we'll go off, I guess, into the back down the road. Or does anyone else have anything? My Pegasus doesn't eat, right? As we leave, I want to, I'm going to give them a little purse of another 25 gold. Okay. We're giving them a whole lot of. Yeah, well, they get to reset. We have a whole lot. They reset their lives. Yeah, that that is about uh, five years of profits from their farm, but yeah, but yes, that that would definitely give them a chance to restart their lives in Pheromons or Porta Magnum or something. Hey, uh, Adri, uh, this is as we're walking. Um, hey, Adri, I think your fox friend is following us again. It's been a while. That, that's what I was thinking, but last night during my watch, I saw the little nose of the fox and that's why i asked those stupid questions even though as a farmer i i would absolutely know that there would be no way for a fox to no reason for a fox to be out here out of character do we know about this fox or is it still kind of like an unintentional secret i think i told you all about that a while ago but it's been a long time since we've seen it it turned into an elf or something yeah it turned into a high elf it, no, it, it it never turned into anything. You 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 at one point thought it might be the uh, high elf that had been um, had been tasking you early on, maybe following you around. But it's continued to appear, even though the elves have promised you that that high elf was sent back to the Feylands and and uh, not to be seen again. That's right. Sorry, let me just yeah. retcon your whole story. <laughs> Okay, um, so, I mean, do you want to try casting Speak with Animals? And, I mean, can you cast that on me, and I could try to talk to it? I don't know. It, it's well, not around. Right now. Yeah. now, you tried to shoot it once, Adri, out on the, uh, the dinosaur island, and you saw a flash of something that looked like it was Arlen's shield spell going off. Um. But that's the only unusual thing about the fox you've noticed so far. I excited the fact that it just keeps popping up and up and up. And, and sorry, it's not following us right now. It appeared last night, uh, Arlen said, yeah. Bring his watch. Okay, then yeah, I guess. It appeared, it just saw its little nose, and then it oop, went away. Um, are you fine with my uh, Pegasus not needing. It probably like, eats to food. It needs to eat food just like any other creature that when it's around. Dang. Yeah. Okay. Then should I leave it here? I mean, we well, can dismiss it and have it returned at any time, right? I think so. Yeah. So you might as well dismiss it. Okay. I was just thinking that, like, 
being able to fly might be useful. Okay. So what do you guys want to do? You're at the farmstead. You've uh, left the rams with them. You've debated the uh, the uh, existence of the gray fox. I, I kind of want to pursue this gray fox thing, but we don't need to be distracted right now. But I do want to revisit the subject. Uh, obviously, it's pursuing us, so I don't know that we really need to do much about it other than wait. Lay a trap. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But I, I, it it should be disturbing to all of us that something sentient, whether it's a fox or not, is following us. But for now, let's, we have to table it and um, begin our march into the mountain. We, we need to get this fog clear to these people's lands and these mountains. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're going to go back down the road and up, or are you just going to strike across country at this point? What are you going to do? I'll spend a few minutes doing the ritual for talking to the owl and have the owl kind of lead the way. Okay, what do you want it to do? Um, I just want it to take point, and if I can see it, you know, supply loan up that he can show us kind of the way he knows where the thickness was and just head that direction. So mm -hmm. if it's cross country, we'll just go cross country. Um, basically, um, the owl just kind of points up just slightly uh, west of the, the north here and uh, just says it's all thick over there. Then that's over there we'll go, whatever the straight line there is. Okay, so you're just going to strike across country, and basically you uh, end up you know, crossing the farmed lands of this uh, couple. And, and saying farmed is kind of generous. Um, yeah, you've never seen such a pathetic sight in your life, Arlen. Um, you can see where they apparently made a start at farming this year, but you know the plants came up maybe just a couple of five, six inches, and then appear to have wilted at that point in time. And now they're just covered with fungus and rotting, you know, as, as plants do when, when they're dying off. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a pathetic, sorry sight. They, they never, they never had a chance this season. And, um, you can just see all the, you can see the, where they plowed, you can see where they hoed, they you can see where they uh, probably tried to do some irrigation and so forth. And, for all of their effort, it just seems to have come to naught, and you can you can see why they're so heartbroken. Yeah, they're they're under the effect of two phylacteries worth of fog, right? One would assume, at least yeah, from it's... from the from the info that you've gotten. Yeah, yeah, it's really not great. Okay, let's keep moving along. And Jade, you can get us there in pretty much of a straight line, right? I mean, we won't get lost. Can't you, like, make the trip nicer for us or something? I don't remember. I mean, you, not really. You do fancy ranger things, I don't know. Or is the trip nicer for you than it is for us because you're a fancy ranger? Yes. Okay. Very good. So you guys start taking off up in the hills there. And um, actually, Jade, why don't you give me a survival roll? to see if you can make things nicer for everybody. Are we in the mountains still? We are in the mountains now. Uh, 22. Okay. So um, Jade takes point on this, and it's kind of uncanny. She has an uncanny sense, and every time that she has to you know, choose between two paths, she always seems to choose the right one. Um, she'll go through a thicket and you're thinking that this no way possibly this will work but then you push back one bush and you realize that there's 
almost a uh, kind of tunnel through the thicket that, you know, that's naturally grown there. And you guys start wandering up into the hills. And it's obviously a slog going up into the mountains. There are no roads that you can find. There are no paths. Um, but Jade's able to kind of find the natural game paths and things like that. And uh, up, up you go. And give me another survival roll, Jade. I hate this dice. Um, 15. Okay. Mm, yes. And um, just again, I can keep going up. Everybody else roll for me perception. 12. You get hit in the face with a stick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. The... And then I say, hey, call switchback. The monks were not paying attention, like, at all. Uh, I got an 11. I got a 4. So, um, you know. Uh, I also got a 4. Arlen and uh, and uh, and Noan are like, what do you mean switchback? And bang, the stick hits them in the face, too. Um, Adri's able to just barely duck it. And how did Craval do? 34. Okay. Um, so Craval uh, uh, is not distracted by the Three Stooges thing going on currently. And Craval, you notice something odd about this little clearing that you're going through. Um, it's linear. Like it's equidistant from one side of the clearing to the other across the entire clearing. Um, almost like it's rectangular. Almost as if it's a old foundation. It's like it, um, look closer at the ground. Cause I've, I know near my mountains, there was ruins too, that I remember seeing. Is this indicative of a building or an old gate? Um, so you get down and you kind of scuff around a little bit and, and, you know, basically, uh, um, Jade and Arlen and, and no one and, and Cotter are arguing about being hit in the face with the stick. And, um, you know, they're not even noticing what you're doing. And then Adri kind of cottons on that you've stopped and you're doing something and, uh, kind of shushes the, uh, the lads down and you, uh, scuff along a little bit and you find a piece of pavement. You found you believe you're on a scrap of roadway. I'll uh, kind of tap it a little bit and bring um, Jade over and show her and say dumbly as the DM just said, "I think this is a road." Very good, and sort of like the high road near um, Calium Sedes kind of gets broken and you lose it and you find it and you lose it and find it. Um, this one also appears to be a road from a thousand years ago, except there's just the tiniest little scrap of it here, but it does indicate that perhaps you're on the right path. And so Jade, give me another survival roll, this time with advantage. Natural 20 for a 32. Okay, so you continue struggling up the uh, hill, and after, um, you know, towards the afternoon there, you start going past drifts of snow, and pretty soon it's all snowed in, and you're just walking across a lightly snowed in, and then finally a deeper snowed in thing. But, Jade, you find, as you're going along, sticking out of the snow is the corner of what appears to be a building. And you top a rise, 
and you look down into this little bowl and you can just see the corner little stones of what appears to have once a long time ago have been a small se uh, settlement. You get the same feeling that you did when you uh, first went by Calium Sedes and realized that you're actually inside the town. And directly across from you appears to be an arch opening in the rock, like there's a gate or a doorway. And that's where we're gonna stop today. But is there smoke coming out of it? Okay, so yeah, the fox, yeah. Um, okay, I know this has been going on for a long time, two years now, three years almost. But yeah, I think I made it pretty clear a while back that the elf that had been following Adri had been sent back in disgrace back to fairy. So I'm not sure where they got the, well, I know where they got the idea. They proposed it a while back, but you know how players just sometimes latch onto an idea and you can't get them loose of it, like a pit bull with a, uh, with a bone. But no, yeah, they sent the elf back. So the fox, if it is something other than just a little gray fox keeps popping up, must be something different. But what is it? I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. Well, okay, I do know, but I'm not telling you. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, second thing, sorry for the short recording. Uh, we had a compressed recording schedule on this particular day, and I'm afraid that this particular episode got the worst of it, so we can put more in the previous episode. And then finally, um, to start the whole thing off, I really wanted them to go into the illusion and then have to beat Jade out of the illusion, which would be interesting because, of course, they don't have anyone that's really psychically active. The closest person they know to that is Red over in the tabaxi. But it would have been very interesting to see what had happened if they'd gone into the illusion. But no, of course, you know, Cotter had to go and just do a dispel magic and kill all my fun. But there we are. So anyways, uh, due to Jade's unerring guiding skills, the party seems to have made its way up into the mountains and has come across the old Tinker's City. And across the remains of the city is the gate to perhaps the Gnomish Underground. What's going to be there? We'll have to wait for the next episode to find out. Until then, let us know what you think. Rate us wherever you get your podcasts. Email us at relicofthepastpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at Relic of the Past on Twitter and Relic of the Past Podcast on Facebook. Articles and artwork are available at poolmedia.podbean.com. And thank you for playing in the world that lives inside my head. <laughs>